Hello and welcome to the broadcast. This is a ministry of North Harford Baptist Church in Jarrettsville, Maryland. Visit us online at northharford.org. All right, you remember last week we started talking about you know, what obedience is. God's supreme command, his one command that's over every other command is be holy as I am holy. And then after that, we talked about the two greatest commandments. If God tells us to be holy, but never tells us what holiness is, we're in a bad spot. But he tells us, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love others as ourselves. And then we come to summarizing what love looks like. What does it look like to love God most? What does it look like to love others as ourselves? So we come to week 14, the Ten Commandments. The first question is, how do we know what holiness and love are? It's the same idea, right, kids? If your mom says you need to follow her commandments and honor her, but, but if she, imagine if she never tells you what those commandments are. Imagine if she never tells you what it looks like to honor her. You wouldn't have any clue. So God summarizes what holiness and love are. Here's the answer. We know from God's moral code or law, L-A-W, his moral code, which is summarized in the Ten Commandments, rather than man's moral code, which comes from our own imagination and selfish desires. I want you to notice, especially you adults, as you're able to think about this on a deeper level, that summarized in is in italics. The Ten Commandments summarizes God's moral law. It is not the moral law, but it summarizes God's moral law. In other words, it gives us spiritual principles that we're to apply in different ways. Continuing on, each commandment summarizes a spiritual principle for what God requires and what God forbids. So there's so there's two things there in each command. First of all, there's a spiritual principle, but then there's two things. Something that God requires and says, you must do this. And then something that God forbids and says, you must not do this. Kids, again, think about uh, a, a spiritual principle. A principle of behavior for the home is to not be selfish, right? Which requires that you share, right? And also requires that you and also forbids grabbing something from someone else. So it requires something and it forbids something. That's the way a commandment works. The first four commandments summarize how to love God, how to love God most. And this last six, how to love others. And here I'm going to read the Ten Commandments, Exodus 20, 1 through 17. And then, by the way, in the coming weeks, we're going to slow down and look at each commandment. And we're just going to look at the spiritual principle that each one talks about what it requires and what it forbids. So today we're just introducing what they are. Here we go. Ready? Exodus 20, beginning in verse 1. And God spoke all these words, saying, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. Uh, by the way, you'll see in cross-reference, in the parentheses, um, where these commandments are found in the New Testament. They're found in the Old Testament and the New Testament. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself the carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, 
visiting the iniquity, or uh, that means sin, of the fathers and the children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments. If you're not familiar with that one, I know there's a lot of words in that commandment, but it basically means don't make uh, a little carving or statue of something in the world and worship it, right? Don't make a God. That's what that's saying. Um, Verse 7, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, your male servant or your female servant, or your livestock or the sojourner who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heaven and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. And that's in the past, right? That's why the commandment starts, remember the Sabbath day. Remember when God made the world. He put this in place. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Because that looks different for us because we're in the age of the church, not in the kingdom of Israel. But the principle, the spiritual principle of giving a day to the Lord still holds. Uh, Verse 12, honor your father and your mother that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. And now they go, they're shorter and they go more quickly here, starting in verse 13. The sixth commandment. You shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbors, against your neighbor. And the setting for that, you know, bearing false witness is lying about your neighbor. Like if something, if something happened, kids downstairs, there was an argument or there was a fight or something, and now dad calls you up and says, what happened? If, if you lie about what happened, if you lie about your brother... That's called bearing false witness. Verse 17, the last one, you shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet, that means being jealous, right? You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his male servant or his female servant or his ox or his donkey or anything that is your neighbor's. There are the Ten Commandments. In the coming weeks, we'll look at each one. Not one a week. I'll try to do two a week, maybe sometimes three. But we'll look at the spiritual principle underneath each commandment and what that principle requires of us and what that forbids from us. Now, two quick questions at the end here. And you, adults, hopefully you can recognize that as we give quick answers to these questions, that they're much larger topics, that as we continue to grow in these topics, we continue to grow in living for God and learning the purpose of the law and the nature of Christian obedience. But just for the sake of a simple catechism that is an overview, let's look at these last two questions. Why are God's commandments given in both the Old and New Testaments? The answer, because God never changes, therefore holiness and love never change. That makes sense, right? God is holy. God is love. He'll never change. He'll never stop being holy. He'll never stop being love. Therefore, what it looks like for us to be holy, what it looks like for us to love, never changes. And the last question here, how does God use his commandments in the world? First, he restrains evil. He holds back evil. Imagine if in the country there was no law against stealing. 
Right, would more people steal or would less people steal? More. Everybody would be taking everything. So the law restrains evil. It, it pushes back evil. It keeps people in line. Imagine, yeah, just kids. Imagine if we had no law about how many brownies you could eat. Would you sneak into the kitchen and, well, I guess it wouldn't be sneaking. It wouldn't be sneaking, right, if there's no law. Would you eat more brownies or less brownies? You would eat more brownies. You would eat more brownies until you threw up. Then you would clean yourself up and then go and eat more brownies, right? So the law restrains us from doing what's wrong. Second, he shows us that we're lawbreakers who need a savior, right? We see God's commandments, and I say, wait a minute. I've not lived that way. I need a savior. I need Jesus. I need to be forgiven. Third, he teaches his children, that's those who are saved by faith in Jesus and those who have the Holy Spirit, he teaches us how to live in holiness and love. He teaches us, this is what it looks like to be holy. This is what it looks like to love others. This is what it looks like to love God. And as he teaches us, and by the Holy Spirit, he helps us to obey, we become more and more like Jesus and less and less like the world around us. Those are the Ten Commandments. And if you're like me, you spend a lifetime learning them, learning their true meaning and learning their true application for life. And gradually, gradually by the Holy Spirit, growing in obedience to God. It's gradual for everyone. And I hope you remember from some weeks ago, our obedience in this life will never, ever be perfect. It will never be perfect in this life. But it can be true obedience. It can be true obedience that comes from a heart that loves God and wants to obey him and believes in Jesus Christ.